thank you for inviting me to speak firstly uh, thank you for the introduction sunan yes i did start my uh, my professional career here with sunan which is which is great uh, i've i was at actually a dark racial association doing some revalidation and examination which is why i haven't been part of this uh, but i've listened to the feedback which is interesting uh, now what i'm going to do is i'm going to take you through a very quick journey and then talk about this project we are doing this is uh, a unit funded project which has just started looking at social housing particularly in india trying to see how you can mainstream some sustainability elements into it uh, i don't think we have the answers yet and whether we'll have all the answers but i think it's it's a journey that's happening uh, i will talk a bit about my india research because i think it will set the scene you know i have managed to keep strong links links in in india uh, set some of the context why we are doing it and then talk about the project so this is what i do as a day job i run the oxford institute for sustainable development you may have come across it's an oxford brooks university has about 65 70 people drawn from real estate construction architecture eight research groups one of which is my own group which has about 15 of us uh, particularly working on building performance energy uh, built environment uh, we we work for research councils innovate EU, uh, World Bank, UNEP, those can be at any given time. We have about ten to fifteen projects going. Done quite a bit of work looking at global common carbon metrics. My PhD was on on carbon, so it's it's very much what I've been doing. Uh, I I did some work in India to start with using some EU funding. It was a project with Terry, uh, the Energy and Resources Institute, which you may know of, uh, and some Spanish partners trying to set up a sustainable habitat design advisor. At that time, Terry were developing their Griha system. Has anybody come across that Griha? It's it's the indigenous India, uh, you know, building sustainability system almost set up to oppose lead India. You know, this is the fact. Uh, of the matter, but uh, we we helped to you know start you know start that off some years back. Did a few conferences, tried to get Sunan to go to India, but didn't happen that much. But you know we did get a special issue out on UK India research. It's very academic. It's very focused on scientists. So there were IAS in in history of science and in history of technology there. So it's a very you know data driven kind of a uh, issue. But it's it's available and it's if anybody's interested, I can I can send that. There are a few papers there which are still probably relevant. Uh, I managed to get World Bank to you know support. Us to do some work comparing the building stocks of India, UK, and US, and the reason why these three are there is just because uh, I used to be a prof in Arizona for some time, and because I live in Oxford, and of course I go to India, just try to compare the three. The interesting thing we discovered that time, which is probably true even today, is that there's hardly any data in India on energy. The policy formulation is happening with almost no data. Uh, the energy uh, code, which is the ECBC, is only valid for commercial buildings. Uh, and only uh, ratified in five to seven states because remember the system is federal states almost like not complying with what the central government tells them it's part of the game probably but it, it's not taken up yet there is no code for residential buildings in india which is phenomenal if you think of the there are about 150 million plus dwellings probably more now uh, but no code to actually regulate and that's a serious gap in knowledge things are changing but There is still no code. Uh, then I did some work for the UN Habitat, trying to look at you know, greening, sustainable social housing. This is again downloadable. All our research is, is in public domain. Just to be clear, there is no copyright here. Uh, and then we got on to doing some work for for the UN Habitat, trying to look at uh, and UNEP as well uh, in terms of social housing. I have got another interesting project on. which i'm not talking about and i will mention it because it will be of interest to some of you which is which is starting now with sept university in amdavad and essentially we are looking at how to embed building performance uh within the green building movement so my passion really is building performance evaluation i i do a lot of 
discover performance gaps and probably trouble people in saying you know buildings don't perform as intended uh, we're trying to do that for india so we're trying to set up a platform for the first time and do some research with institutions to embed that into phd's masters undergraduate programs and also do some you know uh, fundamental research in that and try and customize that for india i'm not going to talk about that because it just started last week but i'll talk about something which has happened for 6 months looking at social housing now housing in india is about about contributing about 24% so it's fairly you know 24% of carbon emissions come from you know energy used inside houses and probably increasing the other uh, stat which is important is urban housing shortage is about 19 million urban housing the rural is about 43 million so i'm just going to focus on the urban housing for the moment for just to give put it in context we have 26 million homes in uk so you know that's almost a uk being built in in, in 5 years uh, 95% of the shortage is actually in the lig ews sector so that's where we are focusing this project on um, india is also expected to urbanize of course and of course this is a big opportunity as well if those houses are built green in whatever way um, and as you know sunand was saying that even little bit improvement will help because there will be an explosion of embodied energy you know all the rules of the game are probably you know out when 19 million dwellings get added the impact is high whether you look at steel paint production glass whichever side you look at for the housing sector the environmental impact is very high and uh, what we set out to do as it's called a marship project it, it's it's two year research project it's essentially looking at with partners like development alternatives you might know of you know terry and your habitat to try and see how you can integrate sustainability into housing into decision making you know at the conceptual stage because that's where you can really influence you know uh, trying to work with government bodies because your habitat is very active there and um, trying to see whether we can develop some tools which can help in making those decisions more data driven and also more helpful um and what we're trying to do is is to two things probably is to develop some kind of a sustainability index uh, to uh, evaluate building technologies uh, i you may not know this there's been a dash for prefab housing which is a little bit of a you know worry because that may or may not work uh, you know in in this in this desire to build too much uh, without really evaluating which technologies work and this is not just environmental but looking at the social side the economic side as well and then try and develop some kind of a toolkit to help uh, you know provide guidelines when when you're trying to design these projects uh, and that's that's really what we are trying to do uh, this work stream I'm not going to go into but essentially what we've done so far we've done a background study looking at defining the problem you know and that's that is what i'll share and then we have five case studies one representing each climatic zone uh, and trying to apply them so which is quite interesting and my my main aim is to gather some data because data is completely missing in india and that's that's a, a big problem i think at the moment um now in terms of the findings it's i'll i'll give you the aspirations and then i'll give you the reality let's say so the aspirations is of course there's the sustainable development goals which of course india signed up to you know there are plenty of goals within those which you know directly influence housing in whether it's communities or it's uh, looking at uh, sustainable cities or climate action india has also signed up to the paris agreement you know 33% reduction by 2030 so all that is in you know uh, legislated and in you know enforced but whether you know it will be implemented let's see the new urban agenda of course that's come out of habitat 3 is also very much you know part part of the discussion so there's a lot of aspiration which which should influence you know the sustainability aspects of the built environment generally uh, but the reality is um, just to be clear 1 lakh uh, 10 lakh is 1 million 
just just to put it in context. I've, I've deliberately not put in million here because that's how the data is. So uh, LIG and EWS is is if you look at the right hand side of of that uh, picture, uh, you can see most of the new housing required is in that sector. Uh, the other uh, you know HIG and MIG is, is fairly less, and these are quite small. So you might just have to say what that means. Okay, uh, so uh, LIG is low income group, EWS is economically weaker section. Uh, so that part of the society which really needs that housing and there's a big shortage and that housing will be built. You know, it's better that it's sustainable because of, of implications at various aspects, not, not, just, not just energy. Um, and uh, really this is defined by uh, income that the household has and the size of the housing. So it's, it's got those, uh, you know, that's, that's just, that's where we are focusing, you know, this project on. So there was this, this big launch for housing for all you may have come across. This was launched at the World Habitat Day. Uh, and uh, the center person sitting there is the urban minister. Uh, and essentially he said that we are going to deliver those 20 million, whatever, 19 million homes by 2022. So that's the housing for all program. And then you see prefabs. So you can see all of that happening. I'm just giving you the aspirations and the policy. So we did a review of policy without going into the policy and boring you all. But essentially, I'll give you what we found. Now, interestingly, there's a recognition repeatedly that it's the public sector responsibility for housing the poor. It is still seen as you know the main thing. But the focus is very much on affordability and quantity, not about sustainability. This is the reality. Uh, uh, so, you know, it's about how quick you do it, how affordable it is, and uh, the, uh, the design of the housing programs are usually done, you know, uh, as per how much the target group earns, which is what I was showing you before, and where they live, whether it's urban or, or rural. Um, data tends to be important, but data is not there. So, you know, data is sometimes quite, uh, you know, flaky. Uh, the R&D into building technologies could still deliver a silver bullet because, you know, so much of housing is to be built. So that may solve some of the issues, but not completely, of course, and may also help in reducing housing costs. Uh, but again, you know, research needs to be done there. Um, and of course, there's a big need to develop those financial and those implementing institutions at the state level. Uh, and what we've been doing now is looking at five states, including UP, for instance, you know, trying to see what the housing situation is there. Um, interestingly, in terms of sustainability, there are some tools now. You know, Greha is well known. It has about 800 projects certified. IGBC is the Indian Green Building Council, which is uh, really delivering the Lead India. Uh, and then you have a CPWD, which is Central Public Works Department, which has a kind of a point-based system for choosing materials. And there's an Eco-Nirman, which is a more ecological kind of a tool. Now, the interesting thing in India is that um, you get a lot of extra FAR, floor area ratio or FSI, if you are having a green registration. So that means if you register to get Griha, you would be given extra FAR. But it's not seen in reality whether it's certified. So that's a big gap. So there is no uh, evidence uh, whether it's actually even done because it's all intent. Uh, and that's something which is quite startling. Uh, there is virtually no data uh, published by Greha on actually, you know, how well these you know, green buildings perform or not. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it is the national kind of system. Actually, both of them are national. That's another thing we, we, we found quite surprising. There was not one national sustainability system. There are still, you know, a multitude of those. So at the moment, what we are doing is we are trying to map these attributes, for instance, for, you know, looking at materials and technologies. So, you know, the green ones are the environmental one, um, the yellow ones are the economic ones, the white ones are the social ones. Without going through them in detail, essentially what we are saying is, you know, which of these 
attributes, we can get data from, you know, published work, you know, tier one, tier two. Which ones we need to do field survey to get, for instance, the influence of materiality on indoor air quality. I think it's not just the outdoor air quality, it's the indoor air quality. Uh, so I'm very interested in monitoring PM2.5 within homes because I think that will be very high there. Uh, and then, you know, try and see what data is going to be unavailable. It's simply not going to be there. So we're trying to look at it from a research you know, perspective and trying to bring that kind of academic rigor into it. And what we've managed to do, I think, successfully so far is that we've aligned that with what uh, the government wants to deliver in terms of uh, you know, trying to get people to uh, increase the take-up of sustainable materials. So we've taken their attributes, added some of ours, and provided the measurement methods rather than replicate and then compete with them. There was no point. So I think that's something that we've managed to do so far in the project. So overall, you know, what's, what's the summary so far? Uh, urban development and en energy and resource, um, you know, efficiency initiatives are not linked, certainly. They are seen as separate things, and that, that's a bit of a worry. Um, I think this year is quite important because there's going to be a review of the 2007 National Urban Housing and Habitat Policy, which has housing, you know, development, sustainability, construction within it. And that's going to be reviewed this year. Uh, and the five-year plans, as you know, have been replaced by, you know, other things happening. And those are also going to be set up. So I think this is an important year. Um, the green building certification market is there, but it's fragmented. It's, you know, people don't know which one to go for. And I think one has to be careful. And there's a lot of learning from the West here, certainly, where we've had performance gap, we've had green wash. And if they, the incentives that are currently there are for registration, not for certification, actually. So, and I think that certainly needs to be addressed. Um, and then uh, there are also limited impact of you know green incentives based just on regulation, because uh, you know if you're just saying you can include you know increase your FAR because you're building a green house or a green building, it's not enough. You need to capacity build, you know training. There's lots of other things that need to be done alongside simply by regulating, which is probably not enforced, is not enough. Uh, so that's that's really where I am. Uh, there is a website. I've got some leaflets if people are interested. But I think I'm going to leave it here and let the discussion flow. I think. Is that okay? Thank yes. you. Yeah, okay.